Thank you for joining us today on this special episode of Inside Intercom. This is the third of the Built For You podcasts. Now, here in Intercom, one of our company values is obsessing over our customers' success. And that means deeply understanding what it is that our customers are trying to achieve. In previous episodes, we've heard how many of the features and updates that we build are based on customer feedback. And we talked about the collaboration between the various teams to bring those features from an ideation stage right through to shipping them and indeed following up with fast iterations or additions. One of the things we've consistently heard through each episode is that great things can happen when you have a conversation. And while a single conversation or a feedback group might be relatively easy to handle, how do you make sense of and identify the trends in the many conversations that your team is having with your customers? Well, my panel today are no strangers to asking that same question in conversations they have with each other, as they have been instrumental in our recent release of custom reports and conversation topics. Today, I'm joined by Arena Weaver, Ratish Jarowa, and Tanya Shivo. So maybe let's start by going around the table and hearing about what you do here in Intercom. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Arena Weaver, and I'm a senior product marketing manager here at Intercom, which can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people and companies. But um, I think at its core, especially here, is bringing our new features and products to market. Hi, I'm Rati, product manager at Intercom. I focus on the reporting area where we report on all things that happen in Intercom for you. Hi, my name is Tanya Shivo. Uh, I'm a product designer. Uh, I work with a cross-functional team, which includes product manager, engineers, and also partners from research and analytics on different customer problems like conversation topics. Awesome. Well, you're all very welcome. I know I mentioned at the start our company values and obsessing over our customers' success. And I'm wondering, what does that mean on a day-to-day basis for you all? Uh, what does it look like in practice? Tanya, we start with yourself. Yeah, sure. I'd say it plays a huge role, actually, uh, because I think the core thing I am doing as a product designer uh, is solving our customers' problems uh, so they can be successful. And uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, every project, we always start with a problem. So we gather as much customer feedback, qualitative and quantitative, as we can. Uh, to understand the problem space and define it right. And uh, this is the most important part, I think, because if we don't define the problem right, we won't solve it. Uh, and also, once we understand the problem problem clearly enough, we start exploring solution space, and there we are testing direction with customers and uh, like show them solution prototypes, etc. Once the solution is released, we again rely on feedback and data to see whether we solve the problem uh, for our customers. And uh, as our leaders always tell us, like shipping is the beginning of a conversation with our market. We want to listen to what the market is saying back to us. And after that, we just start again with the next problem. Uh, So I'd say customer feedback is a common thread and uh, customer success is a unified goal at every stage of the project. How about yourself, Rashi? Yeah, I echo the exact same thing. As a product manager, I'd be working very closely with product design to make sure that we understand the problem. Um, It's really where we start 
everything at Intercom to make sure that we know that what we're solving for is relevant for our teams. And from there, uh, making sure that we're validating them with customers all the way through the design process. Um, I can't imagine um, going through the process without talking to customers, both in the very beginning, just to get a sense of what the different pain points are, um, and then showing them the different approaches that we're trying to take to solve those problems. And again, that's one of the things that resonates with me. Um, when we do ship, it's not the end. It's almost like a new beginning, and we start iterating again over So. It really is a thread that goes through for us. It's super key for us to get confidence and that what we're shipping to customers is adding value. And Arena, you're wearing a slightly different hat in terms of marketing. Uh, what does it mean for you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, yeah. So for me as a product marketer, this value really comes out when I'm working on messaging. That's kind of what comes to mind for me. So thinking about how a new product or feature really makes our customers' lives better and how it solves their problems and leads to a better experience just day-to-day using Intercom. So in crafting messaging, I'm really trying to channel our customers and and really dig into what success looks like for them. Awesome. Rati, can I come back to you? Because your team have been working on customer reports and I, I'll have to confess that any time I hear the word custom being used to describe something, my general reaction is always to think how much harder it must be to create something that's flexible or a bit of a blank canvas for customers. Can you tell us first about what problem it is that you're trying to solve and how long your team have been working on it? Yeah, the custom word can be a bit scary when you hear it um, coming into the product. Uh, the problem um, we're trying to solve with custom reports it, it, and reporting, I feel like there's always been a thread of reporting feedback at Intercom that we've had over the past years of people just wanting more flexibility um, with the data that they have, especially as teams are growing more and more, more conversations, more teammates. Um, data becomes a really key part of being able to operate your support team at scale. And it was just becoming really difficult for customers to do that at Intercom. And we were seeing a lot of workarounds from support managers and teammates needing to export the data or feeling really stuck with the capabilities we offered. And so we started trying to zoom in and to understand when teammates are asking for more flexibility, is the right solution going custom reports? Um, Is it us adding in a little bit of data in what we have existing? Trying to explore the range of solutions from what we currently have, which is you know, the bespoke reports where you can see the metrics that matter to you or going the other end, which is allowing you to define what those metrics are um, and expose them in the way that matters to you. So it was a process of trying to find the right in between, between custom and bespoke to give you the metrics you wanted with more flexibility. Mm -hmm. And of course, you mentioned data there, but people like to splice their data and present it in so many different ways to tell different stories, don't they? Um, how did you decide which particular chart types to add? Yeah, the chart types one was a was a big conversation um, with the team. I think anyone who's used a reporting team, um, any reporting platform, you see some platforms can have a range of like 20 different chart types, and then some can have four chart types that you kind of have to pick and choose uh, between. And how we actually landed at charts is we, wanted to start small and learn. Um, really going back to this thread of listening to customers is we wanted to make sure even though reporting is an established tooling of sorts, we didn't want to make assumptions on the value we were going to add to customers. And so we thought a good baseline was to start with a few charts in our beta 
and hear feedback from customers to see where the key pain points are and what additional charts they wanted. And not just hearing a specific chart type, but understanding what they wanted to solve for with that view. And that really helped us narrow down for the charts we begin with in our first version. And over time, we can start growing those as we understand the value they'll add to customers. Sure. I just want to come back to maybe a point you, you mentioned earlier on, because there's there's a certain expectation in terms of reporting from any product. You kind of expect that any software to have out-of-the-box reports. And for some of the more complex, you might expect to use maybe a third-party tool using an API to get those, as you said, the, the bespoke reports. Uh, on a scale of out-of-the-box and third-party reporting tool, where do you think custom report sits? Oh, that's a good question. I think we're somewhere in between. Um, we've got our out-of-the-box, which will always be valuable because you want to come into a tool and, and we make it really easy for you to get started and immediately start getting value from Intercom as soon as you start having your conversations. And then where custom report sits is um, when you start needing to have a view that matters to you and your team, because we understand every team is a little bit different. Some people care about channels, some people they care about geo, some people care about both. And so custom reports allows you to still continue using um, intercoms out of the box and ease within the product, uh, but with a lot more flexibility and access to your data. This doesn't replace, though, the place off third-party tooling like Tableau and Good Data. Those products are fit-for-purpose tools that are built for you to combine not just Intercom data, but data from multiple sources. And that's super powerful and still very relevant. So Customer Reports is another tool in your toolbox that you can use to get more insight. And Tanya, if I can jump over to you. In Intercom, we have tags, conversation data, and now conversation topics. Can you first maybe tell us what is conversation topics? Yeah, sure. I'd like to start with a problem we solved with conversation topics. So basically, we started with a very real customer problem, which is support managers wanted to know the topics and trends of what their customers are saying so that they can improve customer experiences by allocating their support teams of words effectively. And uh, before conversation topics, they either didn't do this at all or used manual tagging, which means that people on their team had to tag every conversation that comes in. But there are a few problems with tagging, like it takes a lot of time, there is a lot of human error, teammates tag inconsistently, changes are cumbersome and forward-facing only, and categories are too broad and rarely provide actionable insights. Some of them also did ad hoc deep dive analysis, which can be effective, but are pretty labor-intensive and uh, not scalable. So as the solution for this problem, we made conversation topics. And it uses machine learning to surface insights from your conversations while managing them at scale. And uh, unlike other analysis platforms, topics are fully backed into Intercom, which allows you to proactively and retroactively apply topics to your conversations based on uh, different keywords in the messages. This saves teammates a lot of time tagging each conversation in the inbox. And you also can track granular trends accurately, so you can analyze specific patterns easily and quickly. And also by using email, we can suggest trends uh, you didn't know about and help you to uncover blind spots. Amazing. And uh, just uh, help me understand, the is there a hierarchy of how tags, data and topics work together? 
Uh, yeah, it is a great question, actually. Uh, so all three, like tags, conversation data, and now topics are just different ways to categorize and label conversations. And each method has its benefits depending on what's important to you. But in general, we recommend using a combination of all three because topics are ideal for trend reporting, like following what your customers are talking to you about. Conversation data attributes capture more granular detail that needs a human to understand, like how urgent this conversation is. And they are perfect for workflow management. And tags are great for marking specific messages in the conversation. And they are ideal for an individual's categorization needs. So by using all three in tandem, you can create this comprehensive categorization system, which opens all kinds of insights for you. And of course, the striking thing about topics and suggested topics, of course, is that visual chart. <laughs> now, for those of you who haven't seen it, the chart is, I want to I say, a bubble graph of your top topics based on the amount of conversations that your customers are having about each. And then you can apply what, what I would call maybe a heat map in the sense uh, where you can look at your CSAT scores for each and things like responsiveness for each topic. Mm -hmm. What was behind that visual representation? Yeah, so basically uh, topic visualization or like this bubble chart is just basically visualizing your topics for you. And it's supposed to help customers to quickly read insights because you can easily compare your topics with each other or with your suggestions using different metrics you just listed. Like you can compare them by volume or you can see or break them down by first uh, response time or time to close and also customer satisfaction. So it just like helps you to understand your topics more quickly and get insights easier. Yeah. And I, I'm always interested in features like this where it, it's super creative. It's not a direct, directly born from customer feedback. And I mean that in the sense that nobody has asked for a bubble graph. Mm -hmm. You know, people, uh, you know, may have described a problem in a certain different way. When, when you do create something like this, do you uh, create a whole new set of problems that you might have to solve for down the line? Does it open a can of worms for folks? Yeah, it is a great question. So basically, I think topic visualization was uh, kind of a bet for us. We just wanted to help customers get insights more quickly because initially topics was just like this table of topics and their uh, KPIs. As you can see also now under the topic visualization of this bubble chart, there is a table with your topics and like different KPIs, like volume, response time, time to close, etc. And uh, what we wanted to achieve with this visualization is just to help customers to understand and uh, get insights quicker, like not quicker, faster, as I said. So there wasn't any particular request for that since the whole thing was new, right? It's just like us. Uh, so we wanted to help customers here. Does it make sense? Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about Offscript. It's a new series of candid conversations with intercom leadership all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing. Episode 1 is on our YouTube channel right now. Here's a teaser of what you can expect. 
I don't want to come across as overly dramatic, but for every single tech company, this is an adapt or die moment. It's inevitable that all businesses are going to go AI first. It's just a matter of time. In this post-AI world, new companies will rise, old companies will fall. Of course, some of these new companies will flame out. Some old companies will pivot successfully too. I don't think any of us could see a world where this wasn't going to be one of the biggest changes in the customer service landscape ever. The world we care about is customer service, and it's so patently obvious that the old way will be quickly obsolete. We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we want to share. We want to explore these ideas in the open. We want to provoke new ones in you. We want to learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big stupid go button, right? And see what happens. Welcome to Offscript. That's all to come on Offscript. The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. Arena. Custom reports and conversation topics. I mean, they were released alongside each other. And on one hand, you have reports that have very obviously been built on customer feedback, as described by Arati there. And conversation topics is born out of a bit of creativity. Are there challenges to trying to marry the two of those together in your messaging? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they're definitely worse than challenges. So the R&D team here ships really fast and really frequently, as anyone I'm sure listening to this is well aware by now. But we on the product marketing team really need to be careful not to over-message our customers. Of course, we love to tell everybody about all the things that we ship, but we need to give our customers some kind of breathing room <laughs> to focus on just the most important things. So With custom reports and conversation topics, they were built by different teams, but they were actually going to be ready around the same time. So this gave us a really great opportunity to to bundle these two features together into a single announcement. And as you've heard, these are two different features solving distinct customer problems, but they were related enough. You know, they're both about reporting. They're both about getting more insights. You know, some from your conversations, some from other parts of your business, like team performance or whatever it might be. But the main consideration for me in thinking about messaging was giving each feature some of the limelight, but not getting lost in an overarching reporting story. But as as you've talked about, we had a, a really great opportunity with these two in particular because custom reports was a really longstanding and top feature request for a long time. But conversation topics was a bit more unique and innovative to our space. So this joint announcement was really an opportunity to deliver customer value with a commonly requested feature and bringing something unique to the table alongside it. So it was it ended up being a great opportunity while there were some challenges in the beginning. And in your messaging, you know, there's there's always a balance being struck between focusing on the problems that are being solved versus stating what the feature actually does. Um, you know, how much do you focus on the problems that can be solved or, or does that end up highlighting the problems in the first place? Yeah, I mean, we really do focus on the problems 
to be solved here at Intercom. And that starts before the feature is even built, you know, with the product manager. That's what they're rooted in. And so when we start on our messaging on the product marketing side, we're really rooted in the customer problem. So it's hard it's hard not to focus on that, <laughs> to be honest, but we want to help folks understand why they should be interested and what adopting a certain product or feature will help them achieve, not just how it works. You know, there's help docs and places that they can go to get a better understanding of how it works or what it does. But from the messaging front, we're really focused on the on the why rather than the how. And of course, when you're getting to the stage where you're getting feedback and feature requests at scale, it's not always possible to build all of them. Is there an element of managing expectations that needs to happen? Yeah, yeah, to some degree, you're right. I mean, unfortunately, we can't build everything our customers want, even if we wanted to. So we really try to center around our target customer here and and balance things like I mentioned, to include some feature requests and some things that we truly believe our customers would benefit from, even if they're not you know, saying the exact words. For sure. Rati, I'm just thinking in terms of right now, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting about reports? Yeah, um, it's been, yeah, we launched two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and uh, the feedback's been positive, which is great. But then digging a little deeper as more customers have started getting into the product and feeling it out and, and living with it for the past two and a half weeks. We're starting to see feedback trickling in in terms of just interaction with the tool. For example, filters. Uh, it was one of the, the early things we were scoping to figure out how far we should take filters and how complex they should be to begin with. And we started with more basic filters, but we're starting to hear customers wanting more from our filters capability. And of course, more data. I feel like that's the core of reporting is always asking for more data. And it's been good to start to see trends of what kind of data customers are asking for. And I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with this question, but I, I'm always curious around how, how do you measure whether reports are actually solving the issues that initially led to development of customer reports? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And, you know, at the beginning of this chat, we talked about starting with the problem and one key thing we do as part of starting with the problem is also defining what success means for the product. And that's a mix of both quantitative, so you can measure it independent of sort of opinions or, or what customers may say, and then qualitative on actual feedback we'll get for customers. And so throughout the beta and even now as we've launched, we're both looking at the metrics that we've set out in terms of customers adopting the product very early on right now, and then looking at engagement as well. There's a certain level of engagement that we baselined from the beta that we're expecting as well when we go live. And then to give those numbers color, we're now you know listening in from customers for feedback. Can they actually find the answers they were looking for? So a big one on why we even embarked on customer reports was so that um, we can help support teams with large volumes and larger teams to be able to answer their questions and see the metrics that matter to them. So really asking customers directly, you know, can they see the metrics that matter to them? Are they able to answer their questions in product? And it's still the guiding question that directs us for feature requests coming in of, you know, when someone's asking for data, we try to connect that to understand, is it resolving the key problem of trying to help them manage their teams so it's the balance between both qualitative and quantitative is how we're validating if we've solved the problem. And Tanya, are, are there any problems or customer feedback that your team are working on right now? 
Uh, yeah, so with conversation topics, we are changing our customers' already established workflows. And even if it is an improvement for them, they still need time to try, test and adopt topics. So now we are gathering early feedback on the adoption, mainly quantitative feedback, so data, and figuring out what's next for topics. And actually, I would like to use this as an opportunity to highlight we really value our customers' feedback. So please share with us your thoughts, requests, questions and comments about topics. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Arena, are there broader themes of problems that you're digging into right now in marketing that you can tell us about? Yeah, yeah, I can. So in product marketing, you know, often the work that we're doing is a bit is a bit more forward looking. So right now I'm thinking through messaging and how we're going to bring something something new to market, not related to reporting, but I can give you a little teaser on some of the messaging and go-to-market plans. We've heard from our customers that our existing Salesforce integration could use a little bit of extra love. Um, this was definitely a feature born out of you know feature requests, as we were talking about before. And so we've been making space to really dig more into that. We have an integration now, but working to just make it better. So you know, I've been working with customers to get a better understanding of their needs and their pain points, and ultimately what a good integration looks like for them specifically. So that's what I'm digging into now. And you'll see a lot more about that coming in the coming quarters. So stay tuned. I am sure you have just made lots of people very happy uh, (laughs) talking about that. Listen, (laughs) Arena, Tanya, Rati, thanks again for joining us on this podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation and dare I say it, have had lots of insights from you all. Uh, You know, we talk about Built For You and how Intercom builds features based on feedback. So it's really exciting that here we have tools that will help you too to identify the trends and the reasons why customers reach out to you. And everyone wins when you listen to that feedback. It's a source of inspiration for your product teams and their roadmap. And for your customers, They'll continue to realize the value of your services and products if you're constantly evolving and chipping away at those issues. Yes, great things can happen from a conversation. And when it comes to scale, even bigger things can happen when you get the insights into those conversations your team and customers are having daily. I'm Thomas Creighton de Farias, and this has been Built For You. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with the team members who turn your feedback into the tools that are built for you. If you did, we'd love you to give us a review. It helps like-minded people find their way to our content. We'll be back next week with another great episode of Scale by Intercom. We hope you'll join us. This is Inside Intercom. Inside Intercom.